welcome to Stevenson Harwood's Pensions Podcast for July 2022. You can subscribe and listen on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting our Pensions Hub at www.pensionshub.com. I'm Julia Ward, the Senior Knowledge Lawyer in the Pensions Team, and I have with me Gwen Alberston, an Associate in the Contentious Trusts Team. Today we're going to consider Pensions Dashboards, some developments with regards to GMP equalisation, and a recent statement changing the approach to transfer out regulations. First, however, we will consider a recent case on professional negligence. Thanks, Julia. The case James Cropper PLC and Aviva Life and Pensions UK Limited concerned a strikeout and summary judgment application brought by Aviva in respect of a negligence claim brought by James Cropper PLC, the principal employer of the pension scheme, and Entrust Pensions Limited, the scheme trustee. The underlying negligence claim concerned the apparent failure of one of Aviva's predecessor entities to equalise the scheme's normal retirement date at 65 from July 1995. It was not until December 2002 that a deed of amendment was executed that, apparently, inadvertently equalised the scheme. The principal employer and trustees claimed that in preparing the 2002 deed, Aviva ought to have advised that the scheme had not been equalised in 1995. The principal employer and the trustees had therefore been deprived of the ability to sue their previous advisers in negligence, as it was no longer possible to claim for the 1995 error directly. The claimants and Aviva entered into a standstill agreement, the effect of which was that errors by Aviva from 15 December 2002 onwards remained in time. Any claim against Aviva before that date was statute barred. Aviva's strikeout and summary judgment application was brought on the grounds that any alleged negligence by Aviva or its predecessor was time-barred, as any such breach of duty occurred before 15 December 2002. This is because, Aviva argued, the last date at which Aviva produced advice regarding the 2002 deed was on 14 November 2002, and there was no continuing duty after that date to advise the claimants of the failure to equalise in 1995. Therefore, on its face, the claims were time-barred. The claimants argued that because certain actuarial reports contained a misstatement that the scheme had been equalised in 1995, it was more than merely arguable that Aviva ought to have spotted the error at a date after 15 December 2002 when those reports were prepared. The judge agreed. This case is interesting, not least because judgments on professional negligence claims in the pensions arena are not released very often. However, it should be remembered that the judgment does not confirm that the claim against Aviva will ultimately succeed, or even whether it is time-barred through limitation or not. However, it is a warning to defendants that, in the right circumstances, even very stale claims may survive being struck out, allowing them to proceed to a full trial. Since the vast majority of professional negligence pensions cases are settled, it remains to be seen if this case will actually proceed to trial. If it does, it will deal with a number of issues where judgments have rarely been given in pensions cases, so it'll be something to look out for. Thanks, Bren. For our next topic, we will consider developments with pension dashboards. As we discussed in our quarter two 2022 legal update, the government was consulting on draft regulations setting out when pension schemes would have to onboard to a pensions dashboard. A pensions dashboard is an electronic service by which an individual can access information about their various pension schemes in a single place. The first pensions dashboard will be provided by the Money and Pension Service and be non-commercial in nature. Other providers will subsequently be able to develop their own commercial dashboard services, subject to complying with strict requirements and being approved and regulated by the FCA. The requirement for an occupational pension scheme to onboard to a pensions dashboard will apply to registrable UK-based occupational pension schemes, including public sector schemes, with active and or deferred members. 
Onboarding to dashboards will be staged, with the largest schemes of a 1,000 non-pensioner members or more, staging between April 2023 and September 2024. Those with 100 to 999 non-pensioner members have a proposed staging date of October 2024 to October 2025. In its response to the consultation on the draft Pensions Dashboard Regulations 2022, the DWP has stated that the staging deadline for the first two staging cohorts will be deferred by two months, while the connection window for the first cohort has been expanded so that connection may still begin from the 1st of April 2023. This will affect Master Trust for 20,000 or more relevant members whose staging deadline will change from 30th of June 2023 to 31st of August 2023, and money purchase schemes used for automatic enrolment with 20,000 or more relevant members whose staging deadline will change from the 31st of July 2023 to the 30th of September 2023. The DWP has also proposed further amendments to the draft regulations in respect of when the go-live date will be determined. This is the date on which the dashboard will be available to the public. It is proposed that 90 days notice will be given of this date. The pensions regulator has also issued guidance, setting out the obligations of trustees to onboard onto a pension dashboard. The regulator emphasises the importance of schemes starting to take steps now, regardless of their staging dates. The project will require schemes to have accurate, up-to-date and digitised scheme information, and this is something that trustees should be looking at now. There has been a lot of commentary about the tight timescales of the dashboard programme, especially given the amount of work involved. Trustees should therefore have this firmly on the agenda at trustee meetings and be undertaking steps to ensure they are ready when their staging date comes. Thanks, Julia. Our next topic considers some developments in the area of GMP equalisation. PASA has published guidance on the administration implications of past transfers out. The new guidance comes in the form of a checklist which details the generic issues which can arise in relation to past transfers out and, for each issue, the decisions required from the trustees and the associated administrative implications. It is intended that the checklist will be used to inform discussions around GMP equalisation and treatment of past transfers, capture the decisions made and provide an audit trail for the future. The issues included in the checklist include the treatment of non-statutory transfers, for example, should they be treated in the same way as statutory transfers. The adoption of a de minimis policy, that is, should a policy be adopted to limit the number of past transfers out cases which will be reviewed, and the possibility of paying the top-up payment as a cash lump sum, i.e. should the top-up be extinguished by paying an authorised lump sum payment direct to the member rather than a transfer payment to a receiving arrangement. HMRC has also issued some new guidance in this area. A recent HMRC newsletter provided information on circumstances where a scheme administrator pays interest in respect of the late payment of pension instalments. This will also cover pension arrears payments being made in the context of GMP equalisation. Interest payments will be authorised payments amounting to scheme administration member payments if interest is provided on an arm's length commercial basis. This requires no more than a reasonable commercial rate of interest. For GMP equalisation purposes, this would include interest at 1% above base rate in line with the Lloyd's decision, or an interest rate specified in the scheme rules. Interest payments paid in addition to pensions arrears are taxable. The interest will be taxable in the tax year in which it is paid. For our final topic, we will consider a recent statement by the DWP and the pensions regulator on the new transfer out regulations. In our November alert, we discussed how... Pursuant to the Occupational and Personal Pension Schemes Conditions for Transfer Regulations 2021, 
Trustees would need to undertake additional due diligence prior to a statutory transfer out to assess if either a red or amber flag was present. In practice, the transfer out regulations have caused some delay and concern over transfers, especially where overseas investments exist in the receiving scheme or small-scale incentives feature in the transfer. The DWP and the pensions regulator have now issued a joint statement emphasising that the transfer out regulations are not intended to impact transfers that, prior to the transfer out regulations coming into force, would have caused no concern. The joint statement emphasises that if trustees believe the transfer out regulations mean there is no statutory right to transfer out, so that the transfer is at a low risk of a scam, the trustees can proceed with a non-statutory transfer under the scheme rules instead. Thanks, Julia. That's all for this month's podcast. Further details can be found in our July snapshot, which is available on our Pensions Hub at www.pensionshub.com. You can listen to the podcast again and subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitcher or on the Pensions Hub.